You are listening to Social Media Decoded, a podcast dedicated to helping entrepreneurs and business owners simplify social media and thrive online. We provide actionable information that you can use and see results. I'm your host, Michelle Thames, and let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Social Media Decoded Podcast, the number one podcast to help you understand social media better so that you grow your business, get more clients, and monetize. And today, of course, I get excited when we have special guests, and we're going to be talking to my friend Whitney. Before we got on here, we was already geeking out about marketing, and so this is going to be a really jam-packed episode with some really good information for business owners who may be thinking about starting a marketing agency, maybe thinking about starting a brand, because Whitney also has an amazing brand that I cannot wait to tell you all about. But Whitney, welcome to the Social Media Decoded Podcast. So excited to chat with you today. Thank you so much, Michelle. And I had you on my show. And so it's just going to be, we're just going to continue this conversation and just chat all the things. Yes, I am so excited. So could you tell us, the listeners, a little bit more about you and how you got started with marketing? Yeah, absolutely. So creating Ekis Marketing was honestly like this happy accident. I was working in college for Red Bull. And then from there, I went into hospitality. I worked for a hospitality group. And, um, you know, I came from San Diego and it was right around the time where these just beautiful, cool, sexy brands were launching like Liquid IV, Copari, Kula, Sumbum, all these really awesome brands. And I was like, I want to go out and like do this for brands that like excite me. And not that like Hilton and Marriott's didn't excite me. It was just a very different world. And so I left, I started freelancing and then really kind of scaled the agency into what it is today, which is basically we touch every realm of social media from everything from content to creation to influencer relations, branding, experiential events, um, to work with either our vertical and hospitality or our direct-to-consumer CPG brands. I love it. And this is just a testament, like you can take the skills that you already possess and mm-hmm. utilize it to help even more people. So I love how you said that you touch on a little bit of everything. So talk about that. Like, so if a client comes to you, you work with them, it may be like on a specific creative project. So do you you know, create a specific plan just for them. Let us know like how you would work that out for your clients. Yeah, absolutely. So everything's custom, but we do have basically previous playbooks or best practices that we create the plans from. So a lot of it leans into my kind of creative strategy and our team works directly with our clients as an extension of their own marketing team. So basically a client will come to us and they'll say, okay, I need help with social media management. But then it really, our campaigns usually encompass multiple of our services because nowadays you can't just have you know, social media management and expect a brand to grow and be successful. It really requires so many different moving parts and really kind of an all-encompassing game plan. Oh, I love that. And I think that so many people just think social media is just one piece. So let's talk about that. You said, and I'm I'm all about multi-channel integrated marketing too, because you need it and you cannot just focus on just Instagram per se. So what would you say to that business owner who is gung-ho just about Instagram and forgetting about all the other platforms and the places where they can reach more people? What would you say to that person? 
Okay. So I would say like, basically it's the whole question is, is whenever we sit down with a client, it's really outlining what the goals are, right? Because every brand, every client, every one of their goals looks differently. And the best way to integrate that is to look at what's the big picture here, right? Yeah. We're, are we only just touching, you know, maybe your social media strategy vertical? Of course, but we also need to be in tune with what all of your other teams are doing, where the company is actually projected to go. So sitting down with our client, that's our first goal, you know, is, Hey, what is 2023 look like? What does this quarter look like? What does this month look like? What are we trying to do revenue wise? What are we trying to do customer acquisition wise? And how do we now take that, spin it and reverse engineer it into a game plan or strategy for social? So with that, that also looks like, okay, you know, these are my social media goals. Great. I'm going to look at the client and say, okay, well, we're also going to need to integrate, you know, what's your paid ads? What are your influencers? What's, you know, what's all this other kind of stuff that we're doing from top funnel to bottom of the funnel and where, where's the in between. And that's the way that we really cultivate and work strongly as their partner and versus us just selling a set package or set retainer like normal agencies do. We try to really make sure that everything we do is customizable, but also it's going to be geared toward what their end goal is. Yeah. And I, you know, people, so many people just focus on Instagram, but I'm like, there's so many other platforms. There's so many other things to bring together. So I love how you said that. So you are a woman that wears many, many different hats. How do you balance multiple businesses? Because I know you have another business and I want to talk about that. Um, how do you balance everything without burning out? Because I feel like Small business owners, especially now, maybe small business owners may not be ready to hire agency with all the bells and whistles that you may have. And they feel like they're juggling all the things. Um, So how do you balance all of that running multiple businesses, doing multiple different things? Yeah, I mean, so the thing with Get Super is that Get Super was like this passion project of mine. I was diagnosed with severe anxiety disorder. I had depression. I was really moving through like the whole, a whole lifestyle change. And this was all during 2020 as well. So there's just a lot going on. Um, and our biz or I guess marketing, the agency at the time had lost about 75% of our business because we were strongly founded in hospitality. So hotels, bars, restaurants, all of that, when all of it was shut down, um, So at that time, it was really kind of me looking at, you know, what, what can I be doing? What do I want to be doing? And then also to this whole lifestyle and, you know, really mental health journey kind of took me down this path of acquiring and launching it super. So during this time, I was like, okay, I have some downtime. I could reformulate, I could rebrand, I could bring this thing to market, but I'm also going to utilize my marketing team. And I'm also going to utilize the assets that I already have. And so a lot of Get Super has been not only brought to market, but scaled through the use of our marketing team. So basically it's me, a one-man show, and then utilizing my team for these different things to help grow the brand and grow the company. And it's honestly been one of the best case studies for Echo's Marketing today is the fact that we were able to take a brand, rebrand it, reformulate, bring it back to market, relaunch it, and have it grow and honestly be kind of this like internal success story of like what my team and I are capable of doing. Um, So that's been really fun. And honestly, in terms of burnout, it's definitely something I feel like I talk about openly. I, I talk a lot about actually on this on my own podcast too, but it's really become something where I've learned that there's seasons in your life to really grind and to work hard and to have maybe a little bit of lack of balance. 
But then there's also these times of rest and recharge and being able to kind of nurture yourself. And so when I look at how I've been able to manage both, it's looked a lot like that. There's no this, you know, I mean, I try my best to have my days be as balanced as possible. And I really try to make sure that I'm taking care of so that I can take care of others and take care of the businesses. But there's also been very huge periods of my life where I've put my nose to the grindstone and wanted to launch something and wanted to make it as successful as possible. And that required me to have a little bit of imbalance in the other areas of my life. And so I feel like when we talk about burnout, I think that there needs to be an understanding of you can do all the things. It's just a matter of what is your life going to look like? And is is it sustainable to be working at that capacity for X amount of time? So that's kind of the way that I've looked at it and the way that I've also balanced it. And also too, I feel like both of my businesses go through multiple different seasons throughout the year. And there's times of growth, there's times of refinement, there's times of you know, internal auditing and, you know, really gut checking where we're at. But then there's also these beautiful times of rest and growth and just success. So it it all kind of counterbalances. But I think ultimately, like, we just, we have to understand who we are, we have to understand our own boundaries and what that threshold of burnout looks like for us individually, and then be able to work with that. Yeah, no, that's so good. And you're so right. There's times to go hard. There's times maybe you're slowing down. I feel Mm -hmm. like right now I'm in this space of I'm going really hard because I know like I have so many like pieces that are coming together and I can't like let them all crash and burn. I have to like follow through with them. But there's also rest because now I'm at the point in my life in my business where I'm taking some days off every single month. But even I started in the beginning with that because you do have to rest we're entrepreneurs and we are going, going, going. There's marketing, there's the business operations part, there's clients, they may not pay Mm -hmm. you. Things happen. And so you have to be, your mind has to be in the right place because some days they might be like, ah, and then some days it might be calm. I mean, so definitely I, I get what you're saying. There's like no real balance, right? But I think you can definitely take care of your mental health and take care of, you know, the things that need to go on in your business. But in order for you to do that, you have to take, yeah. care, take care of you first. So I hope yeah. everyone listening has taken some notes here. This was some gems that were dropped about, you know, just being, you know, in business and everything that we go through. So great, great share. So I want to kind of do a rapid fire about 2023 marketing, because I know you have a lot of amazing clients in variety of areas. What are like the top five things that businesses should be focused on when it comes to their marketing strategy? Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, right out of the gate video. Like, I mean, I feel like people have been saying video is king for like the last like five years, but I don't think that we've had as much integration into video or accessibility as we have now with, you know, things like TikTok and even YouTube going into YouTube shorts and reels. So I think video right now, short ter- short form video, trend form video, anything like that is massive. Um, I also think that it's one of the best ways to give your consumer an actual visual message of your brand or what you're doing. Um, so I think that there's a lot of opportunity in video. That would be my first one. My second one is I feel like we went through this phase of everyone trying to be on all these social media platforms at once. And now it's really looking at where is the best conversion and where is my audience living and leaning really hard into that. Um, I think, again, 
TikTok's a great example, but I also have been seeing a lot of brands that are migrating to Pinterest and living on Pinterest or migrating to, um, you know, like there was, there was this really awesome case study that Olipop did where they hired these three top creators just to manage and run their TikTok. And that's how they were able to grow their TikTok following was via these creators. And I just thought it was such a slam dunk for the brand themselves to be able to really capitalize on that individual social media and grow it. Um, a couple other things. I would say that there's also now a shift between influencers and user-generated creators or user-generated content creators. Um, I think as a brand, looking at what looking at the difference between an influencer and a UGC and being able to utilize UGC for your content is huge. There's a lot of really great platforms, but there's also a lot of really great people that will basically charge for them to create all your content for you, but it's not quote unquote influencing. It's just really leveraging your content the right way. And then lastly, I mean, I feel like with social media, we're just really seeing this come back to the person we're seeing like this really humanizing of brands. And I feel like we've been seeing that for like the last like three years. But I think again, realizing that, you know, you have this brand, but also there's a lot of value in you as either the entrepreneur or even the team. Like if you work for a brand of really humanizing the message and really bringing the people to the frontward facing moment of the brand. I think that that's really been huge. And I feel like we see that with brands like, um, like for example, like uh, Sabina from Doe, um, or I'm trying to think of the other one. Oh, the the sisters and cousins from Amson. You know, we see these people really coming forward, facing forward on their brand, and they're showcasing their team. They're showcasing the realness of the behind the scenes and what it looks like. And I feel like just now, especially as we as we start to also enter in this new generation of consumers we're seeing that they're moving away from kind of these big corporate brands that have been household names. And they're really going after the relation of the brand. Like, how do I rate, relate to the brand? Why do I like the brand? Why am I buying this versus buying something that's, you know, a Procter, Procter and Gamble name brand that's been there for the last 75 years. So I, that, those are those, that's kind of what I'm seeing. Oh, no, that was good. And especially when you touched on the face, the humanizing of the brands. I think that that has been a message that has been consistent over the last few years. And that if brands are not doing that, you're right. The consumer can say, okay, this candle is great, but I would love the story behind this candle. Maybe the person who made the candle, the founder, has a great story on why they created these candles. People are searching for more, like you said, than just a product. I know I do. And I speak and preach this to my clients. So if my clients are listening, see, Whitney said it too. Whitney said it too, (laughs) that you should share your story. You should share your face. I'm not saying every day, right? You're not saying every day, but you're saying, hey, share your face. Even I know the the founder of Under Armour, he shared a video Mm -hmm. and I was like, wow, I really feel more connected to this brand because he is sharing why they created the shoe, why they you know, did this, the the research that they did to even create the shoe. That was interesting. It's like, okay, well, if you did all of this, the shoe means a lot because you've, you know, did your research, you've, you're talking to a specific person. So I think that the humanizing is definitely not a trend. It's here to stay. People want more than just a product. So I think that was gold. Absolutely. 
This next part is one of my favorite parts of the podcast and is the book section. And so are there any Ooh. books or podcasts that have helped you on your entrepreneur journey that you would love to share with the listeners? It can even be a marketing book too, because I, we love all books, all books. I love it. Yes. Um, okay. So I think for my mental health, I got to shout out one of my best friends. She wrote The Emotional Entrepreneur. Um, her name's Scout Sobel, and it is one of the most relatable books in terms of your own entrepreneurial just journey and how your mental health is really impacted by it and also how to use that as your superpower. Um, my other book that I has just become this core core book of mine that I love honestly to read and it just is a great reminder of everything that's kind of possible is we should all be millionaires by Rachel Rogers. And sorry, I had to like, literally I'm like pulling up my, like pulling up my like audio books on my phone just to make sure I'm like showing you guys everything. But the other one too, that I, that I really, really have been enjoying, um, is the guy, sorry, one second. Where is it? Oh, well, I'll just tell you this app because I swear this app has changed my life. So there's this app called headway. And basically I feel like when I talk with you or when I talk with other people or I even have client meetings, there's always these business books that everyone throws out. Everyone's like, have you read this? And it's kind of like they they use it in a conversation. If you've never read it, you're kind of out of like the meaning or the value that they're bringing. So this app called Headway is an audio form of these books, but it's like the Spark Notes version. It's like a condensed version down to like 30 to 45 minutes of what this book is about. And it has been game changing. I've read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I've read The Science of Getting Rich. I've read through, um, I think, Atomic Habits, like all these other major books that everyone loves. And it's like perfect for something where it's like if someone's referencing it, go listen to it. And it keeps your track and it measures your goals for how many books you're getting through like a week. Anyway, so I got got to plug that because that's just been a game changer for me. Oh, I have tried that. So now you make me want to go back to it. I'm yeah. I mean, my Audible is packed with books. I also use Libby, which is the library app. So if you have a library card, you can mm-hmm. just utilize that too. But a lot of the books that I want, of course, are popular books and they're on hold. So I have to wait for it. But I have like eight credits. Yeah. <laughs> eight credits in Audible. But I think that headway, that's that's a good thing. Because you're right. Sometimes you're in a conversation. It's like, oh, well, I haven't read that book. And you're feeling like, oh. I really should have read that book, like The Big Leap or, you know, yeah. The Gap of the Gain or all the books that we've talked about on here. So if you want that, definitely check out Headway. I think I have a credit, too, that someone sent me a $60 credit, and I will go to the Apple Store right after this and get that because I think it can also help you to read more books if you're, like, a person mm-hmm. that reads multiple books at a time. That's how I am. I'm never just in yeah. one book. I'm in, like, several books, but I pick back up where I left off. So if it's mm-hmm. giving me the summary and just what I really need to know, then mm-hmm. I think I'll be good. I'm yeah. And mine, and it, they're really easy to digest. The guy's voice is kind of funny because it's like, he's just getting to the parts as quickly as possible. But for example, I drive about 25 to 30 minutes from my office to my house every day. And so I'm cruising through a book every other day. Like it's super quick. Yeah. And whenever we're just, you know, walking the dog or at mm-hmm. the gym, 
pop in headway. So thank you so much for that recommendation. This has been, oh my goodness, such a great episode. So many gems dropped, the things we need to look forward to in our marketing plans in 2023 and beyond. So thank you for dropping those gems. I hope you pick those up. If you're listening, make sure you tag me on Instagram at Michelle L. Thames and let me know, what did you think about this episode? What were the gems? What were the takeaways from today that you learned and that you're going to implement? Because remember, you can learn everything here on the Social Media Decoded Podcast, but if you don't implement anything, you're never going to reach your goal. So implement, implement, implement. But thank you so much, Whitney. Before we head out, can you please let us know where we can find you? Where can we connect with you? And if someone wants to get in touch with you about your marketing agency, how they can do that. Absolutely. So you guys can follow my personal journey just at Whitney Eckes on all social. You can follow the agency Eckes Marketing at eckesmarketing.com. We're also on social. And if you're interested in our services, go ahead and go to our website, click chat with us. You'll fill out a form. It'll walk you through all the questions. We'll walk you through your goals, our different services, things like that. And then we'll set up a call. And if you'd like to try Get Super, just go to getsupergetsupr.com. And there's a 10% off if you sign up for our email and SMS, which is great. So those are all the places you can find me. <laughs> yes. And we'll make sure we put all that down below on the show notes. And if you want to check out that amazing discount, make sure you do that. Again, thank you so much. This has been such a great episode and we will talk to you all in the next one. Thank you so much for being a listener of the Social Media Decoded Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope that you got some gems. If you got some gems, make sure to tag me on Instagram at Michelle L. Thames and share those gems with me. I cannot wait to talk to you all in the next one.